let's get into a little bit about what it is you kind of do and uh, your background a little bit. I'm, I was checking out your page a little bit. seems like you're involved in the racing scene pretty extensively. And yep. you have, you're the host of a couple podcasts. Is that right? Correct. Correct. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Where so basically right now I'm the, um, myself and my partner, Warren Brosell. Uh, we work together at Dale and Art Incorporated. We've been friends for 20 something, 22 years. We figure 23 now. Um, we uh, said, hey, man, everyone's doing a podcast. Let's start one. So I said, all right, well, we were trying to think of a name and we wanted to be like, you know, beer and racing related. And the bar stool thing was kind of taken up. So we don't want to infringe on that. So we were actually sitting at a bar on a Saturday afternoon. There's like eight racing people there. We're all talking about racing. I look over and I kid you not, I looked over and I went, it hit me like one of those, what's 10 feet from every bar? A pub table. So the name Pub Table Racers came about. So that's how it came about. We put it together. And so we started that uh, March of last year. Okay. And it's kind of taken off. And, you know, now we have a website, pubtableracers.com. We have uh, merchandise. And we have each, each Tuesday night at 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, we have a different guest on. And we try to focus on people that, you know, aren't always in the news. So we have crew chiefs, uh, car chiefs, tire changers. Um, the other night we had two, a husband and wife team. He's a crew chief at Wick Rare Racing. She's pit support. They've been together, you know, 10 years and just things like that. And then from that, people are like, hey, we want shirts, we want hats. So we started merchandise. Heck yeah. You know, was just, well, here. And uh, people started behind that. We're like, what the hell's going on here? So um, that led to me getting involved with Speed Sport, NASCAR Digital Media. Uh, the show I do there is called How I Got Here, and it's basically people in the sport, um, everyone but drivers, telling their story, how they came from Buffalo, Connecticut, Arizona, wherever, how they came to be in the sport of NASCAR. And uh, that's on Speed Sport, NASCAR Digital Media, uh, Podcast Networks. And the newest one is called The Garage Shop. Uh, the Garage Shop on YouTube, uh, primarily where you see that was a Facebook page, too. And what we do there, well, they do. I'm not allowed to touch the cars. <laughs> um, they build, they have built a Dodge Daytona number uh, 71, a Bobby Isaac uh, replica uh, from the ground up. It's it's the old look with the modern technology. Then they turn on and say, well, hell, the Arrow, War, Arrow Wars of 69-70 was the Dodge Daytona versus the Ford Talladega. So I said, well, we got to build a Ford Talladega. So they built a Ford Talladega. Uh, they've also, they're also building a streamliner to go to Bonneville Salt Flats. And they have a cup car that's um, all designed to go to Bonneville and, and Blytheville, Arkansas, and do land speed records. Um, involved with that right now, they're refurbishing Danny Sullivan's uh, 1984 uh, brickyard called the Corporate Car. And it was raced one time by Danny Sullivan at Indy and it was a bunch of sponsors from Indy that all jumped on board and he raced it one time. No kidding. And it was hit, it was hidden away somewhere in North Carolina. They got their hands on it. Now it's back in the shop being refurbished. Huh. So it's kind of cool. That is cool, man. Yeah. Now that Daytona, is that the one that's in your uh picture uh yes. cover photo? Man, that's a yep. beautiful car. So it's, it's it's an amazing and I, I I can't tell you how many people be like, whoa, I remember that from and cool car and we took it to um Blythe, Arkansas, and went 226 miles an hour. No kidding. One and a quarter miles. And the Talladega went 225. No kidding. 
So in August, we're taking the Bonneville, and we're going to see what we can do there. That would be cool. awesome. Yeah, so people are following along on YouTube. And, uh, we, you know, TikTok, you know, it's a garage shop NC. Pub Table Racer is also on TikTok. So, you know, I'm 56 years old, but you know what? I'm learning this social media stuff because you got to be one of the cool kids now. Otherwise, you're, you know, you're done. Yeah, man, you got to go where everybody's at, you know. Yeah. Uh, what, so have you done any racing yourself, Then have, you, uh, <laughs> have you climbed in the uh, cab? Yep. Cars? Yeah. yeah, I tried. Uh, so I grew up in a racing family in Buffalo. It was my uncle, was a starter at every track in Western New York. He's in the four-score Hall of Fame up there. My dad raced, my stepfather raced. So I grew up at the racetrack. And Kenneth, it was 28 years old before I decided I can make a living at this, I bet, because, you know, I was doing announcing and, writing and things like that so i took myself back to college with one intention to get involved in nascar and my professors at buffalo state were like you got to think of something else you have a backup plan so when i published my first book with bobby else and i found my professor and i signed a copy and sent it to him i said i'm still working on that backup plan <laughs> thanks for everything you taught me you know type of thing right so then i started announcing at lancaster speedway in buffalo then at uh, wyoming county and then ransomville so i was keeping busy with that I was an airborne traffic reporter during the week. So I was constantly you know, running my mouth. So it was good. Hey, that's, uh, that's and, yeah. So then in uh, 2000, I got a uh, job in NASCAR.com and I moved down here. And from NASCAR.com, I went to Dallinheart Incorporated when they started their website. They never had one. Um, and then from there, MRN Radio and Richard Childress Racing. And then a couple teams have closed down and back to Childress. And then in 2015, I think it was. Lancaster Speedway in Buffalo called and said, hey, or we had the ownership group said, hey, we're getting rid of the general manager. A lot of people think we should give you a call, see if you want to come up and talk to us about it. So I went up and I said, you know what? If I don't do this now, I'll never, I'll never know. So I went up and became the president of Lancaster Speedway and Dragway and, and for through as a three-year contract. And, and within years, we turned things around. We got things going. We you know, brought in a lot of big events, got, made a lot of improvements. And I say that my name's on the plaque, but I say we won short track promoter of the year two times. And um, so after that, I, I went to another place that didn't quite work out. And then I moved back to Mooresville. And that was in uh, January of 2019. And we all know what happened in March. COVID-19 hit and wow, sport blew up. So I had to reinvent myself. So I said, well, what are the two things you love? And I said, writing and uh, talking about racing. That's how it went. Heck yeah, man. That sounds freaking awesome, dude. That sounds, yeah. that sounds awesome. Yeah. I, I've loved racing ever since I was a little kid, you know? Okay. Wait, how old are you first? I am 30 years old. Really? I was born in 1991. Yep. All right. So I know <laughs> just a young buck. That's all right. That's okay. It's good. Hey, you gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah, man. Uh, you yeah. know, but I, I've been into racing since I was a little kid and there was a point yeah. in my life when I, I wanted to be a race car driver, you know? We all do. Um, for sure, man. And I specifically remember being a little kid and I'd go visit my grandma and grandpa. And my grandpa was a huge Jeff Gordon fan. That's that's his blanket hanging behind me on the wall there. And we would watch races on Monday afternoons, you know. And uh, yeah, I was just like, man, that's what I want to do, right. you know. Um, and from my house, you know, there's a dirt racetrack about – maybe 10 miles from where I grew up Which one? uh raceway seven in Connie Ohio. Okay. And right uh, you know where it's at? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, that was like 10 miles from my house. And I remember laying in bed on Friday nights, man. And I could just hear the cars going around the track, you know, yeah. I could hear them starting up and I loved it, dude. I, I loved it. We were over there all the time, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, never got into, uh, the driver's seat, you know, that never happened, unfortunately, but yeah. good, you know, I love it, dude. I love the whole race scene, you know, yeah. I tried it three times, uh, twice on asphalt, once on dirt. And um, I quickly realized that um, to be the announcer paid $100 a night and I got free beer for the features. And if you wrecked the car, it costs a lot of money to fix it. Yeah. Which I did on my 35th birthday. I, I wadded up some guy's car that I borrowed and it, I took, it took my stag money, stag party money to pay him back. Oh, no. Yeah. Was it worth it, though? Was it fun? Sure. Oh, <laughs> I got a mild concussion out of the deal and a heavy bill, but then I said, you know what? I'm going to stick to the writing and the, and the, you know, writing and running my mouth. I decided those were the two best ways to go. Right. So, oh man. I tell you what, uh, you know, I, I'm a Dale junior kind of guy myself. And yeah, I think he, he won the Daytona 500 in 2004. I think it was, yep. I was, I was part of that one when I worked at Dale incorporated. Well, were you? Yeah. So I worked there for four years with him and, it was Michael Waltrip, Steve Park. Um, I was Martin Truex's first real PR person um, for his Bush Series championships, then nationwide. Um, so have you so, met Dale Jr.? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I worked there for four years. No kidding. Yeah, you had to. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy, man. That is yeah. so cool. Hang on, keep talking. I got something I'll show you. Keep going. Uh-huh. You got, you're going to bust out a picture with – oh, man. I know, and I would have grabbed these ahead of time. All right, so you got this one? Wow. Is that? Okay, so that, that's a July race, Xfinity race, or whatever you want to call it. it. We sweat from the minute we got there to the minute we left. It was so hot. He won that by, I don't know, 10 seconds. He stunk up the show. So this is from 2004. No kidding. Yeah. So the funny thing about this picture is, you see this guy right here? Yeah. That's Denny Hamlin. No kidding. Wow. Denny Hamlin was down there on a paper pass, you know, a single event license. Um, and that picture hung on my wall, Kenneth, for years before someone came over and said, what's Denny Hamlin doing in the picture? What are you talking about? <laughs> I went over and I go, holy crap, it's Denny Hamlin. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. I always, I always threaten to show it to him every time I see him. Like, next time I'm going to bring you a copy of that picture, I'm going to show it to you. He goes, I remember that. I was down there on a paper pass. No one knew who I was. I go, now look at you. You have three of them. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, dude. That was cool. But, yeah, Dale Jr., he, uh, there was, there's been a huge change in him from, you know, it was right after he lost his dad. So, we had all his dad's fans. So, they were like, you know, mm-hmm. hey, man, you're our guy. And the, I don't say the pressure, but the pressure mm-hmm. to perform – but he's like, I'm not my dad. I'm not, you know, he's trying to be himself. Right. And now he's certainly his own self with the ownership and the broadcasting and going in the hall of fame. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool to see all the stuff he's doing. That is cool, man. That is cool. And that's super neat that you've gotten to meet all these uh, drivers too. Right. Um, I was watching your uh, YouTube video with Daryl Waltrip. Which, yeah. Yeah, dude, that, that was cool, man. That was, that was on the garage shop. Yep. Yeah. That was absolutely awesome. 
Yeah, we went to him in uh, Franklin, Tennessee at his dealership. And, you know, I still get these moments, Kenneth, where the little kid from Buffalo comes out of me. And in the middle of the interview, I'm sitting there talking. I'm like, wow, this is a big cry from, you know, the short tracks of, you know, up in Western New York to sitting here, me and Daryl Waltrip. And it was just kind of cool that, you know, talking to him and getting the, the stuff that he talked about. But, yeah, we also on there, we had Bobby Allison, they, they, uh, Donnie Allison. Um, we just had Johnny Benson on. Um, yeah, I've been some cool different guests we've had on. So do you have a uh, favorite race car driver that you, or are you? Uh... All time? All time would be Bobby Allison. Um, he was our, our family hero growing up. And then I moved down to here in Mooresville and I got to know him and we wrote a book together in 2003 called Bobby Allison Racers Racer. And from there, it started doing appearances and handling me and events for him. And we did a lot of travel together. Um, I still have lunch or dinner with him once a week. No and kidding. Like, like the joke is I wrote a book with him in 2003 and I just never went away. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, so do, do you go, do you uh, go down into, do you have like free reign then pretty much of like the entire track, you can go down into the pit stops. You can well, go. Right. <clears throat> if I get a hot pass, I can. Um, but last year, nobody was allowed to go. Right. And then, cause I can use a media credential for pub table racers. Um, but when you went, they kept you in the media center and they just zoomed in everybody they want to talk to. So I'm like, why go spend the money to go to the track and just be locked in the media center. And so like, if I get a hot pass for Nashville, then yeah, I can go, you know, through the garage area and everything. It's good to go back and see a bunch of people. You know? Heck yeah, man. Yeah. If you yeah. can, definitely. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, so that that's it. So it's good, but like when you're working in the sport, um, <clears throat> I never ever said I had to go to work. I always got to go to work. It's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. But so, when you get out of it, you start to miss it. Yeah, it's more of like a like yeah. a hobby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, I think I lost your video there. No, wait, wait. Hang on. There you are. Here we are. Someone tried to call me. Oh, that's okay. So I, um, I declined them. <laughs> hey, well, I, I appreciate that. <clears throat> yeah. you know? It's just a sponsor. Don't worry about it. I'll call him back. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I tell you what, I don't have like a list of questions here for you. Go ahead. You, I, I don't. I just kind of fire from the hip. Never you know? do I. So if you, um, you have a certain topic that uh, we kind of miss or you kind of want to get into for uh, media purposes on your end, you know what I mean? I'd love to hear about those. I'd love to hear right. about your book if you would like, or sure. uh, more about your podcast. Okay. Uh, so let me do the podcast first. So Pub Table Racers is on every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. via Facebook Live. And then we take it, we put it on our YouTube channel, um, Pub Table Racers. And then uh, we also have uh, the TikTok, Pub Table Racers, Noticing a Trend. Uh, it's called Branding. <laughs> yeah. And so th that one, that one's uh, been going on for a year. Um, and then the garage shop, we, every Monday night at seven, a new episode comes out. Uh, we got some really cool things going on. And then how I got here is on speed sport and NASCAR digital media podcast networks. And a new one drops every Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Is so that check those out. Is that something that's on like Spotify as well? Yep, Spotify, all those. Yeah. Anywhere. Sorry, I, always, find I always forget about those. Yeah. 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 So if you want to look at our ugly faces, just go to the audio platform. Uh, Google, Spotify, Apple, all in there. Breaker. Yeah. Heck yeah. I'll do that. Oh yeah. They're out there. Oh yeah. Um, do you, uh, 
do you go to drag racing at all? Like the big, the big drag? You so you've I, I have been to multiple drag races when you've done it. Uh, I worked at Lancaster Speedway. We had a dragway as well. Okay. Um, so uh, I got to know through NASCAR, and we go to some you know drag racing events. Um, you know, guys like John Force, he came to Lancaster and raced in uh, exhibition racing and. You know, the other guys um, that you just, you get to know. Oh, I got to know a lot of them. Uh, when Jeff Bodine put together the NASCAR versus dragsters, drag drivers, a bobsled challenge up in Lake Placid. So I went up there and I was the reporter that stood at the top of the run in 15 degrees on the snow and ice oh, and no. did the interview before they got in the sled and went down. Yeah. Oh, no. So that was pretty cool. So I got to know a lot of guys that way. But yeah, I've been to them and I, I love I love the top fuel. I love the funny car. Uh, the pro stocks are pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty amazing what, what those guys do in such a short amount of time. No doubt. Yeah. There's one There's one locally by me. I think it's called Thompson Speedway. Mm -hmm. um, I've been wanting to go there and check that out. Yeah, I, re I recommend it. If you, you know, if you go for like Saturday or go see the qualifiers and the finals are on Sunday. But the thing I like about the NHRA, every ticket's a pit pass. So everybody's allowed to go in the pits. Oh, so really? that's where you make that connection with uh, with the, the drivers, and that that that's the one thing that NASCAR has been pretty good at, but they could do a little better. Um, this is just my personal. Um, I've worked with drivers and seen drivers who would do everything they could to avoid running into fans, and I would kindly remember kindly remind them that those are the people buying your hats and T-shirts yeah. and supporting your sponsors. You, yeah, but they ask dumb questions and and they want autographs and pictures. I go. That's part of the deal. That is part Bobby, of the deal. Bobby Nelson <laughs> said, every request for an autograph is a compliment. Go with the compliment. Absolutely, man. You know, when you're famous and you're in that kind of position, you're right. You're the fans yeah. are, you know, what's yeah. paying always, the bill. You know? yeah. And always remember, there's a little kid watching you, too. For sure. Yep, I can I can name off every autograph of every Buffalo Bill and Buffalo Saber I got. I can tell you exactly where it was, how it was, and how I got the autograph. That's awesome. That's so cool. But, but now, now with cell phones, I don't care about the autographs. I just like the pictures. I collect pictures and right. put them all together yeah. on a wall. And everything. Yeah. That's cool, man. I yeah. love that. Those pictures that you have are fascinating too, man. That well, it's just a couple of them, but yeah. I just they just I just have to pull them out. I just moved into this place. As you can tell, my bare, bare walls. But I when you mention, I'm like, oh, they're sitting right there. So that's fine. Um, what, where, where are you located at? Are you Mooresville? Yeah. Is that Mooresville where it's at? Mooresville is like home for me now. Okay. When I mean, people say I go home to, you know, I'm from Buffalo, but still a big Bills fan. But, um, you know, Mooresville is where I consider home. Where, where's Mooresville? I'm not. Mooresville is north of Charlotte. Okay. North they call it Race City, USA. It's where okay. you can swing a dead cat and hit somebody in racing everywhere you go. Right. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I live up here in Pennsylvania and I don't know, man. You know, there's some racetracks around here, but. I think yeah. now I don't know what the closest NASCAR track would be. What part of Pennsylvania? You uh, Erie. Oh, um, Pocono. Uh, Watkins Glen's like three miles away, or three hours away for you. Okay, Watkins. Uh, I know that. I've been there. Yeah. I was there when I was fourteen. Yeah. So uh, Mid Ohio, the, the road course. Um, yeah, Erie. I, I know Erie well. Do you? Yeah. It's it's oh, yeah. a decent it's a decent place I suppose. Sure, <laughs> yeah, know? it's pretty. Well, weird. every time I drive down, I have to go through Erie down nine ninety to catch seventy nine to yeah. head south. Yeah, <laughs> cool man. Yeah. So what? Um, 
I guess, so you're 30. Let me ask you something. What, yeah. because there's been this gap. So when I first started the sport, let's say mid nineties to mid two thousands, we could do nothing wrong in NASCAR. Every, we were full, full stands, uh, you know, you get to the track early, it took forever to leave because of traffic and then it's dwindled. So people in, you know, there's 26 years between you and I, what is it the people that you know, what is it they like about it? What do they, what do you think they like to see changed? In in rate in the racing sport itself. Yeah, let's let's just use the NASCAR. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a good question. You know, what do my generation, what would they like to kind of see change in the sport? Is that right. the question you're asking me? Um well, no, what changes would they like to see? Yeah. I mean, you have people you talk to, I'm sure. Uh yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, I have a couple of friends that are really into NASCAR as well, and I know they were pretty excited about the uh, race that, and I didn't get to watch it, but there was a race, I think a few weeks ago, it was the first time they've raced, uh, was it on a dirt track? They raced yeah, Bristol. Yeah, the Bristol. they were excited about that, man. That's and good. See that kind of go back to uh, something that hasn't been done in right. 50 years or whatever it yeah. was. I was there, it was pretty cool. Was it? I didn't get a chance yeah. to watch it, um, but I heard it was. I heard it was pretty cool, right? You know, but uh, it was unique. I give them credit for doing that, and I, I give credit to Bristol because they put down that dirt and they used it for a month and a half for all kinds of different racing. So I thought that was they 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 made something out of it. You know, just, they didn't just do it for one race. They did it for you know a month and a half. Right. Yeah. They have like dirt. They probably had like crash rama or something on there. no they didn't do anything like they can't no. do that no. No. Yeah. they'll get those going up here at the raceway seven they'll have you know derbies going on out there and all kinds of crazy stuff a lot of people take their personal vehicles out there i i tell you what i kind of wanted to get into like the uh the mini stock series that would be sure cool. good always good place thought, to start i've always thought that would be super yeah. fun to get into just yep. buy just like a little Dodge Neon or something and and turn it into a race car yeah. again. Yeah. You know. There's uh that's the best way to get started. Um because one, the investment and you know, you'll find out if you're any good or not. I mean, right. a video game is great. Right. Once you get out there until you actually get your ass spun out and hit the wall and experience those emotions in the car and what it feels like, that's a whole different story. I'm still young enough. I might do it, man. I I, oh, yeah. I might I might pick up a little beater car somewhere around town. Best way to do it, yeah. And uh, yeah, that'd be cool. So here's something for you. People always say, "Hey, how, how do you get into racing?" Um, what we just talked about is the best way. Uh, wherever you are, go to your local track. Um, help out on a crew. Uh, figure out something you really like to do: tires, suspension, shocks, engines. Uh, learn all you can. If you really like it and you're really good at it, then from there you can progress up, you know, to other bigger teams and then just start networking with people that, you know, you might know in the other uh, levels. Cause everybody, everybody who got into the sport, no one just walked in and said, Hey, I want to be a NASCAR. They did something on the lower levels to begin their progress to come. Right. That's See, the best. So even if it's like writing, announcing, you know, uh, track maintenance, uh, marketing, that's all start at the local level. See if you like it. That was the thing. Like, I always thought you have to pretty much, you know, be driving since you were like five years old. As a um, driver, maybe, but yeah. You know, but to be involved in the sport, like you said, just nope. put in the door. The next thing you know, you're Ricky Bobby going around, you know what I mean, winning all the races. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, in, the, in that NASCAR garage area every weekend, there are hundreds of former track champions 
at local levels that didn't get to progress up. Uh, one that comes to mind, Rodney Childers, Harvick's crew chief. I mean, he was he was this close to becoming a, a truck series driver, but someone else got it. So he said, well, I'm going to take all my knowledge. And from there, he's became a, you know, a championship crew chief and a winning crew chief. No so kidding. there's all those guys all spread out through the sport that were, you know, hot shoes with the local track, but it just didn't work out. So they took their knowledge and they put it to use and they, uh, in another way to work their way into the NASCAR levels. That's great. And those are the people yeah. that you get on your show. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's, there's hundreds of them with stories like that. Right. But I said, there's 52 weeks in the year. So I figured it was 300. We're good for three, four years. For, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to run out of guests. That's awesome. Um, I, I don't really have any other questions for you, man. Okay. That's fine. Uh, you know, but this was a lot of fun, dude. I, uh, I appreciate I really it. I really enjoyed it. No, I like it. And thanks for having me on. And uh, uh, I appreciate it. And I just remind people, like, you know, check out the, fa- the YouTube pages, Facebook pages, and uh, mm-hmm. take a look. If you like it, join in, you know. And uh, it is the uh, Tuesday night. We uh, we put a bucket of beer in front of us, and we uh, drink Miller High Life in honor of Bobby Ellison. And we just talk racing and have a lot of fun doing it. Hell yeah, man. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> People go, you guys are a lot of fun. I go, yeah, that's kind of what it's supposed to be about. That's, fun, yeah. that's all it's about, man. That's what it's supposed to be about. Yeah. Cool. Man. All, right. all right, man. Well, I appreciate it, Kenneth. Yeah, absolutely, man. You have a good rest of your afternoon. You and, too. Uh, Thanks, man. Yep. I'll talk to you soon. Continue success with what you're doing. I like to see that. Thank you. Thank all you. Right. Keep it up. Appreciate yep. it. Have a good one. You too, buddy.